Hey guys, welcome back to the Man Bro Lorians. This is your host Daniel Leahy for the episode brought to you by Bro Axiom Podcasts. So we have episode three, The Sin. It was a pretty good one. We're gonna get right into reviews, reactions. Everybody here that is recording with us, we got uh, Daniel Miller. Yo, what's up? We have Chris Ryan's. What's going on, everyone? And we have Gerard Bear. Good evening. Good to have you guys. Good to be here. Fun to record on a Friday night. So quick, before we get into the reactions, just quick shout out. Congrats. Deborah Chow, first live action female director. Absolutely crushed it out of the ballpark. Yeah. So quick. It was awesome. It was the most masculine Star Wars thing I've ever seen, too, which is blowing stereotypes out of the water. I love it, like right off the bat. So We also should give a congratulations to our sponsor. Oh, of course. This episode is sponsored by Kessel Run Toys. You can find them on Instagram, at Kessel Run Toys. So go there, check out what they have. Uh, we'll plug them again at the end of the episode, of course. Uh, so, yeah, let's get right into reactions for this. Um, Miller, let's start with you just quick. What were your, what, what was the stuff you loved on this episode? So I've been able to wake up pretty early to watch them all, but this morning I woke up and fell right asleep as he was getting the armor made. And I was every time that stupid train anyway. So as he was getting the armor made, I was loving that bit, but my favorite part, and I'm sorry, it's so friggin' typical because he's just been blowing up the internet, is when Baby Yoda was climbing out of his crib. Oh my God, right at the beginning, he just, like, just like he was hanging by his one hand, and then there's like the real typical part at the end, but I don't want to blow that for anybody else that wants to give that one up, but just when he was just getting out of his little crib... Uh, that was, that was great. Oh my God, this stupid train. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead next. (laughs) Chris, what'd you think, man? Uh, I, I need to watch it, uh, one more time and then several more times after that. Um, one of the things I loved about this episode was seeing him level up that armor, which is really cool. And I wonder if there's going to be more, um, uh, additions to that suit. Hopefully is he supposed to get a jetpack? Do we know? Oh man! Oh, the jetpacks. You know he what? It he, seems like he's leveling up oh, some, yeah, he did, some type yeah. of way. Yeah, he did Wait, do the whole uh, Independence Day. I gotta get me one of these. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he does get spoilers get. for people that haven't watched the trailers, but he does get a jetpack at some okay. point in the series, or at least nice. another Mandalorian is in that yeah. sh- in that shot with the Tie Fighter. But um, I think uh, yeah. one, of the, one of the things was and, and I thought like, OK, they're about to subvert, subvert my expectations. Like he gives the you know, he gives the baby off. And I was like, you son of a bitch. What have you done? <laughs> what are you doing? What? Why? Why? Why are you doing this to me, man? But uh, I, I thought it was great uh, the way it all played out. I thought it was fantastic. And that scene when when, you know. He's surrounded. Then the Mandos come. Whew. Oh, yeah. That was pretty boss. That was pretty awesome, man. So, all right. Uh, G, what'd you think, man? I dug it, man. I thought it was uh, really cool visually. I mean, the, the brawl at the end, that was that was sweet. Um, I mean, we got more Baby Yoda. I mean, we can't talk about that thing enough. He's just awesome. Um, sorry. 
little bit different side to the character, I guess. I mean, it's we've kind of seen it coming, uh, you know, through the series. He's not necessarily uh, some cold, calculating killer because you, you know. And the weird thing is, is you can almost see an expression through that mask, like just the way he tilts his head and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it, it it was cool. I mean, I I actually think this is seeing the baby Yoda the first time in the first one was just so cool and it just blew me away. But I think as an, a whole complete episode, this episode is, I think my favorite. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's really, the show's really building up to be something super cool. I mean, personally, I, I like people are going off about how this is their favorite episode so far. I think it's just been a steady it, for me. It's they've all been the same. They've all been perfectly amazing. Uh, but yeah, this episode had some cool stuff in it like that. The, you got a little more Mando lore with yes. you know what what the signet is for them and the the honor between them. We got a few allusions to them being in hiding. A few some mystery added to that by Werner Herzog. Like it's easier to find Beskar than it is to find a Mandalorian. That I feel was like a, that was a threat. Well, it, it kind of was, but the it way also he was said kind of that like was a, kind yeah. of like a threat. Like it was weird. Know, the way, yeah, I don't know. I have to watch that part over again, Daniel. But I feel like that was some type of like threat, where it's like you guys are nothing, kind of thing. Like I don't know. Yeah, it was an interesting. It was an interesting moment, especially when you get the added when he's later at his uh, at his culvert. I guess is what he referred to it as with the tribe. Them talking about being in hiding. And I'm like, why? I'm sitting here just stroking my beard wondering, why are they in hiding if the Empire isn't around anymore? And I don't remember the New Republic so far in canon having any issue with Mandalore. So what's going on there? What like what really went down? How broken are they? Who are they running like, from? Afraid, like who, who's being who are they being hunted by? So. I don't know. They that, may, I, it was just they may be thing. at odds with the um, with the New Republic because remember, like Mando called them a joke or something like yeah. that. So they may be at odds with them, and we still don't know the outcome of that um, Mando Civil War, do we? Well, I mean, we, now we we know now that the Purge was Clone Wars, right? Era. Um, well, no, that that was separatist uh, and droids like wiping them out oh yeah i mean that, that was probably that's during true the, i guess that was probably during the clone wars yeah but uh that mandalorian purge is another thing so that could be during the whole age of empire and that came after the it came after order 66 because mm-hmm. the cataclysm we see in the show is the mandalorian getting orphaned but the yeah. thing that they talk about is the purge right. was definitely the empire doing that that's and what, what i was Rebels, thinking like, too yeah, yeah. Right. and we know in Rebels but, that there's like a moment where the Empire is like, okay, we're actually going to attack Mandalore and, and get rid of people because now we don't hold – now the seat of power isn't an Imperial stooge. Well, they're mentioning but the then, Purge, like, clearly, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's a weird – it's kind of an interesting way to tell the story because I think fans are definitely getting confused by that. So because they're showing Separatists killing what is maybe Mandalorians, but those people – in those scenes, aren't wearing Mandalorian armor at all. Yeah, so I'm but kind of like, interested in said, what's going on. But they could have been on that Mandalore. first episode that he's a no. But like um, in the first episode, he said he like he was a foundling, so it mm-hmm. could be as a child he wasn't a Mandalorian, but was made Mandalorian by whatever tribe. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I think that's that's likely the case too. It's just a. We- I'm just really interested in 
the mystery and backstory to all this. Yeah, the lore yeah, of all this. The, it's they're just, opening up so much lore with this show. It's it's insane. Like, well, I mean, just two different stories. Maybe you got Baby Yoda. We're gonna get some Force lore out of that. I feel, and then mm-hmm. I, with the Mandalorian and their whole uh way of life especially now uh now that they're this clan in hiding i I, i'm really stoked about it like there's a lot of stuff they're busting open and it's really awesome i hope we get like some some novels on this you know some books and comics and whatnot as well oh god of course with how popular it is there's no how cool is it to see a super battle droid that was that was pretty cool that was awesome that's what i'm saying that's what confused me though daniel like um with the purge and everything where it's like we see these flashbacks every time the armor's being made um where that this this you know the war i guess the clone war's happening in now that Mm -hmm. we see these separatist droids but the purge as you were saying is we're all thinking empire and that's what i is this vision he's having every time the armor's being made is that separate of the purge oh, absolutely you know? like, that's not the, that's not the purge that's probably what has something to yeah. happen to him before he got involved with the mandalorian so uh, that's directly related to it so now it's like a it's third the... storyline that we have is like right. the person yeah. of, of him we've got the history of the mandos and then we've got force lore that's going to happen with the little adorable green ball of cuteness um <laughs> And yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. What I want to know from all you guys is like, what's your biggest takeaway from episode three? Daniel, why don't you go? Okay, first. my biggest takeaway, I think, uh, I think right now it's that our guys. Uh, this is this story is going to be way bigger than it has been the last few episodes. Now it's just going to be the Mandalorian just sitting there on his own in the desert doing bounties. It's going to get big really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the biggest takeaway, like in universe wise, is just how they clearly have established how deep they're going to go into the lore. Because every episode's built visually on something they did before. Like in episode one, we got that little piece of armor, and then you know in this episode we got more of that. You know, like little like the and then the flashback we got a little bit of it in each episode, and then now this one we get a lot more added to it. You know, clear separatist violence. We see right up into the moment where a super battle droid is going to shoot him. I wonder what happens after that. That'll be really interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my biggest takeaway is just I, I love the lore and mystery they're setting up. Nice. Um, Gerard, what about you? Oh, it's tough to pick one thing. Um, I like the fight at the end. That was cool. Um, seeing, seeing him get involved, um, he, he ticks off the diesel mando they're going to stab each other with their vibro blades which were cool because you could actually see them vibrating in the show i don't know if anyone picked up on that but little vibro knives um Mm -hmm. they make up you know like the schoolyard fight next thing you know they become buddies they realize the guy's not a you know he's not a coward he has honor he's doing trying to do something you know that's upright saving the baby they all come in next thing you know they're all blasting people together and it's just i like that People can get people can disagree, but yeah, they found common ground and something good. This is the way. And then yeah, this is the this way. This is the way. That that phrase is Chris awesome. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris is the no, way. No, that's he's pronouncing it wrong. He's <laughs> it's thus. It has a silent but, K. Yeah. Wait. Chris, what about you, what? bud? Um I what I took from it, one one of the things that really sticks out to me is Mando knew 
from the previous meeting with Grief Karga, where Grief put that uh, th- that Beskar that he had, and I think he purposely shot him in that in that same spot and saved him. I do too. I had that same thought. Like he's too good to not. To, he's too good to screw that up. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, come on, Grief's got a job to do. He's the like guild leader or whatever. He's like it's Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I just, I, I was, I was like, no, I was like, no. All these people are turning against him, and like all those fobs start going off, and yeah, oh man, that, that was, was like intense. a horror movie. It was like, oh, dude, this is gonna be bad. It was like a zombie yeah. movie. It's it like, John oh Wick. my god, here it was we like go. John Wick. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard everybody saying that, and I mean, hey. You're going to expect to see, um, you know, tropes that you're going to see in other movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not complaining. It's natural. Um, I love it. Chris, I, I did like you the think... fact that... Ooh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask because I had a little heart attack when I saw Grief Karga get shot. And I was like, oh, yeah, my I'm God, just... am I going to have to drive to Philadelphia today? But did you not, <laughs> hear, sure the, did you, okay? did you not hear the ping of the metal when he shot I, him? Well, no, on the rewatch, I was, yeah. I was after I knew he survived. But it was like... Oh God! That was I horrible. thought maybe they killed him at first, and I and I I was not ready for that. Yeah, that was a I nice was like, drama moment for me. Like you can't that, do it, this to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, I when I I actually knew it because uh, me and my brother were watching it, and uh, I was like, no, I was like, it hit the uh, the best guard in his pocket. I was like, remember he had it in his pocket. Like they nice, literally showed like that. the way he pulled that out and put it right there, right in his heart. You know, if the Mando threw piece. the towel, he never would have gotten shot. But. But I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have actually known oh, that, that if you didn't. If you didn't From hear when he shot him, you hear a ping of metal. You hear it. Yeah, so, I, I, I yeah. just everybody it. turn your stereo up, and you can hear that metal ping. Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna be listening to it now. And if it's not there, so, we're gonna have words. Real quick, I wanted to talk yeah. about. Uh, <laughs> I'll owe everyone a Black Series figure. <laughs> We've brought this Sounds up good. before. But uh, G was just talking about this, but yeah, on this show, this exact show, uh, the Mando moment is what I'm calling it, where all the Mandalorians kind of come to aid him. That was so wicked freaking awesome. Like to see that, because that's stuff we've seen on Rebels and Clone Wars. It almost felt, it was a surreal moment for me. It almost didn't seem like that was actually happening on screen to me. I was like, there's no way I'm watching Mandalorians waste people from the sky with their jetpacks. Like how how did that scene impact you guys? Let's go let's go G first. Um, I already talked about it, but I can you do it did again. already talk about it. it we was... can cut that. Let's go to let's go to Miller first. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. It was just like the oh my god, like that moment in the Clone Wars with the, with the Mandos, uh, the girl with the red hair. What's her name? Bo-Katan. Uh, uh, Bo-Katan. Yes. Just like that whole arc with them and, and all their jetpacks and also in Rebels when uh, Sabine goes and meets her whole family and we get that whole Mando arc. Like It just brought those feelings back when these dudes come shooting out of nowhere. And me and my brother, my brother doesn't hasn't seen any of the animated stuff. So it's like seeing him getting all like what is happening and like, excited and like loving it at the same time and i knew what was going on kind of i was just like oh my god all the mandos are joining up jetpacks flying all over the place loved it absolutely loved it impact it was just like i mean i I was thinking 
almost at first was like, is this fan service? But at the same time, I'm like, no, it's not. This is callbacks to stuff we've seen already in Rebels and the Clone Wars. Like, this is this is good stuff. This is Star Wars. I mean, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Chris, what about you, man? Um it 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 blew my mind a little bit just seeing all that. Um and I was like, I can't believe like we're getting this live action. It 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 was a little surreal watching it. It looks um, good. Yeah. Oh, it, no, it looked amazing. <clears throat> um but man, I tell you this this series is just a game changer for the entire franchise, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been. Oh my god, that's what I've been so excited for. But yeah, guys, that was a cool. I don't know if anyone caught it. But my favorite little thing in the show that was in the background was a uh, a Zabrak from Iridonia. Yeah. Oh that yeah, is like, with the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that is. It just looked so cool. It's like something right out of Battlefront. Yeah, it was really good stuff. I I did see that. I loved it. Um, it's. When we were talking about Easter eggs uh, off when we were not recording, I was just like, I I never seem to notice if I catch them or not. But it's like when you bring them up, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just to me, it's like, oh, that's just Star Wars stuff. Like, I I don't know. Tell me you guys saw the ice cream machine, right? Did anyone notice that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Yeah. The best car. That's awesome. It's a little, well, it's a little safe. Yeah, I didn't. We're catch about that to at reach first, twenty. But we're yep. almost there. We got, we got about a minute, so I think we got to close it off here, guys. Uh, everyone, everyone, go ahead and plug themselves. Uh, go, Chris first. Uh, Chris, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Chris Ryan's R Y O N S. Check us out, Bro Axiom. Miller, you can find me. Stay on target, forty two everywhere. I mean, even on Xbox. So just search Stay on Target forty two and. I'll be your friend. G at Gerard bear. You can find me trolling in various forms of social media under that moniker and, uh, hashtag bro axiom bro. Yeah. You, you definitely want to not follow G on Twitter. In fact, just, just, uh, block him altogether because you will tweet something for, you know, a whole month and then you'll get a one day. He'll have a slow afternoon and he'll respond to every one of your tweets for like the best year. And it'll be like one word responses. I get razor sharp it's focus hysterical. at times and it's always on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, make sure you keep checking out our man, bro, Lorians. We are our man, Lorian episodes. We are the man, bro, Lorians. And go ahead and check out bro axiom. That's at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check out the quick shots that come out on Wednesdays at 1138 AM every Wednesday. That's the comic book show. It's awesome. Hosted by Chris and Daniel Miller. Uh, make sure you also go check out our sponsor for the episode, Kessel Run Toys. Find them at Kessel Run Toys on Instagram. And I am, of course, Daniel Leahy at Leahy Gaga on Twitter. And you can find me being a decent admin at the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group and page. <laughs> but that's us for The Mandalorian. So long, guys. Peace! Thanks for checking out The Man Brolorians, a Broaxium podcast. You can follow us at Instagram and Twitter at Broaxium, which is B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M. Check us out at broaxium.com and don't forget to check out our Facebook group, The Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. 